0: Welcome to and let's be heard for Tuesday, March 14th, 2023. <laughs> I'm Mike Kachopoli. Um, uh, yeah, there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to talk about. Many stories, many stories. Uh, I see Bill there, Daniel, uh, domestic. Uh, I see Jackie there. Hello, everybody. Um, and so what I was talking about when I thought I was still on the air, but I wasn't was um was the the uh florida revoking the hyatt regency of miami license because what happened was they did one of those shows where they did a drag show in front of children and so they found out about it. It's now Florida's is revoking their license because they're getting tired of this grooming thing right they're simply getting tired of the grooming that's that's going on there and with these drag shows being done in front of children and this is going on in a lot of places now. And like I've said, I don't know if you heard this because I said the left, the people who believe in this, they think it's okay to do drag shows in front of children, won't simply say they believe it's okay. They, they pretend it doesn't exist. They will say, like our, our local state senator, Scott Weiner, who likes to make laws to make his own fetishes legal um, in the name of LGBTQ youth uh, uh, rights, has said that this is not grooming. the grooming doesn't exist we've made it up the right wing has made up grooming it doesn't exist it's not a real thing and instead of just simply saying no we're open-minded hey we're open-minded liberals we think it's okay we think six and seven year olds should be able to go see drag shows they won't say that because they know if they actually say what they actually believe people will say oh you're insane so instead they lie they're disingenuous and they say oh grooming doesn't exist the right wing is making it up. But no they're not cuz we see these videos. We know this is happening like it just happened at the Hyatt Regency. We know this. So it's all real. It's not fake. But what I want to get to cuz I do have domestic there. Uh there were two things that happened. Let me get let me get domestic on here. Uh let me get domestic on. Domestic, why don't you go in the caller queue? If you go in the caller queue, I can I can just put you on as a uh as a caller and uh, hopefully that'll work, the caller queue. Here we go, okay, let me take next caller, we'll go to domestic, uh, domestic, hello. Hello, hello, Mike, how are you? Uh, if
1: we can get this app to work, we're fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know. I'm very disappointed by what you sent me and that's very disheartening, so.
0: Well, what I sent you was, there was a couple of things that happened. And we'll talk about the mask thing. And then I'll also, there's also the Jennifer say put up a link to an article in the Wall Street Journal, which is that normal people are saying no mask. I'll read about that. But, but there are, there are a couple of things actually. One is, and this we hadn't talked about. So hope you're ready for this. Yep. But, um, I'm sure you are. But the today was Tuesday and Tuesday, uh, in San Francisco, for those of you who don't know, is the Board of Supervisors day. <laughs> it's the one day they get together a week. Um, where do they make domestic? Like 180000 a year? Something like that? It's a really, I think
1: 140000 or one hundred and fifty, dollars yes, something around like that. Yeah. And
0: they meet, and they meet once a week, I believe, every Tuesday. Well, they're presumed to be working really hard on other oh, things. Yes, yeah, they are. Yes, they're working from home. They're working very hard from home. And, um, the, 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 the uh, I think there are there are three very, very scary words when it comes to any board of supervisor here in San Francisco. Okay. And the three very scary words are, I am proposing. Yeah. Those are three frightening words here in San Francisco. One of these board of supervisors say, I am proposing. And what they, what they talked about today, the whole, the whole meeting today, as Richie Greenberg wrote about on Twitter, was the reparations for black people. Now they want to give black people like five million. They're trying to decide if it's five million, three million, eight million. They're not quite sure. They're not quite sure. (laughs) They're trying to decide what they should, what they should give them. And so, uh, a, a particularly nutball, a Board of supervisor men, uh, uh, member named Dean Preston, particularly nutty guy, um, tried to compare what the, what the black people are going through with Nazi Germany. He tried to, he tried to gain sympathy for his idea of reparation, saying, well, look at what the Nazi, look at what the Germans went through. Look at what the Germans went through and and this this is exactly the same thing that black people in 2023 in San Francisco were going through <laughs> this is this is how crazy this guy is yeah trying to compare this to not, trying to compare it to the to the plight of the black person in 2023 to nazi germany and jews in nazi germany so this is this is where these people are coming from they're insane they're also insane because we have no money here Just like the state is broke and wants to spend like eight hundred billion dollars on statewide reparations, giving black people like four hundred grand each, the city of San Francisco says, "Oh well, you know, we only got like three four percent black population, so we could do five million each year," for a a a city that's in the shithole when they we have no money. Okay, London Breed just gave her state of the city address two months ago and said we're broke, but not broke enough not to give five million each to every black person here. Now my question to you is, maybe you can answer this how in the world what i have thought about getting an italian passport of course now known as the european union passport in order for me just to get an italian pass a european union just a passport just a passport i have to like show my lineage like great grandfather grandfather from italy born in italy grandmother born in italy it, it's, it, it would take me like three years to get all the paperwork together to find all this history In order to get my European Union passport, just no money, just a passport. How are people going to prove domestic? Do you have any ideas how people are going to prove lineage? Wait a minute. First of all, California had no slavery. There There was no slavery in California. How are black people in 2023 going to prove lineage to slavery in order to get this money? I, um, only have one idea.
1: They're gonna prove it exactly the same way that all those who defrauded the PPP program for, um, for stimulus that they ma- made up a bunch of stories about having businesses that didn't exist, having employees that didn't exist. I don't know if you can fake a birth certificate or some kind of genetic lineage. I don't know, but, uh, I- that's the only way I can think of. Just give us something to justify giving you whatever it is that we're giving you and we'll be good. I don't know. Just
0: to show how good we are. Well, look, here, here's, as upset as I get about all this, we know it's not constitutional. The state constitution, the city constitution, U.S. constitution, it's domestic. I think you'll agree with me. This is simply like the, the, uh, student loan forgiveness. Except much yeah.
1: worse on a much higher scale.
0: Yeah, but they like know it's not going right to pass in. muster in the courts. But the left-wing liberals can say, well, hey, black people, uh, just like Biden can say, hey, college kids, we tried. We want to do the right thing. Now vote for us. Make sure you remember that in the next election. It's all political virtue signaling. They know it's never going to happen. But yeah. they want to They want to solidify this voting block forever, right? Yeah. So they simply want to say, look, we've tried. We tried to give you free shit. Don't you want free shit? We wanted to give you a free shit, but we, the courts just simply, wait a minute, not the courts, the Trump courts,
2: <laughs> the, yeah. Trump,
0: the Trump courts in California wouldn't allow us to do it, but we tried. This is all this is, is political theater. I
1: don't, I don't know if it makes much sense because they represent a small percentage of population in general, black people and the qualifying black people would be very small percentage. So you're appeasing a very small percentage, arguably, and yet you're angering a lot of other people. So I don't even know if that would make sense.
0: Well, no, I think, once again, it's not going to happen because it's not constitutional and the money's just not there. Uh, but I, I think, I don't think in other words, I think the board of supervisors here, I don't think they're going to make people prove anything. You know, they had that, that little program, which didn't cost mo- much money. It was like for 50 people where if you were transgender, you can get like a, a monthly check for a couple of years.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yep.
0: And if you go on that website, you don't have to prove anything. Nothing. Right. You simply, I could simply go on that website and say, I, I'm gender fluid. I want my money. There's nothing to prove. Wow. Well, no, no doctor's notes. Nothing. Nothing. So I'm quite sure that if they got their way, which they won't, the board of supervisors would simply say, "Just go online, check off you identify as African American, and we'll get you your money." That's yep. all. Yep. That's all. Because there is no the domestic. There's no way to get that paperwork to prove a direct lineage between you and and a, a slave. It's impossible. Right. It's impossible. The paperwork it doesn't even exist. That paperwork. So look, the whole thing is such bullshit. It's such bullshit. But the fact that they're... This shows how phony these people are. Just the fact that they're going through this when the city is in such bad shape that this is how they're spending a Tuesday, a one day a week I, when they meet.
1: I honestly thought it was going to die soon after they started talking about
0: but no, they're still talking about it. It's still being debated, so it's not a joke. There's an election coming up, man. There's a big election coming up. <laughs> there's a big... There's a, but also we wanted to talk about something else, which was... Yeah. Uh, You want to talk about that that thing that happened with uh, Charlie Kirk? What happened with Charlie Kirk? Also, he came to speak at UC Davis, which rarely
1: has any controversy, right? And Antifa showed up. They were trying to break in, and uh, it looked very ugly. And UC Davis is not the I mean, obviously, it's a liberal school. It's a UC. It's in Davis, which, you know, it's like covered with virtue signaling placards everywhere. But that school is not known for having a lot of controversy. Somehow, these people found out, and they caused a lot of... A lot of problems. And I think this is when the far left shows its ugliest, its ugliest face, when they don't let someone like Charlie Kirk
0: simply speak. They don't let Charlie Kirk. Right. Well, this is what we're seeing this over and over. You saw what just happened with the professor in Stanford? Oh, yeah. You, you mean, you mean, I mean the, with the judge, the, with the judge, with the judge in Stanford. Yeah, that you? was
1: so disgusting. And just looking at the faces of these students, you know, I always thought that Stanford Law School, you know, number one, number two in the country, these people must be walking on, on air. I don't know. They're just like floating above all of us. But my God, what a clown fest.
0: What a, that was really disturbing too. Yeah. Terrible. It's incredibly disturbing, but more than just being disturbing. This is the, this is what's happening now. Look, there's a little bit of optimism now. A little bit of optimism when it comes to the fact that the Stanford Review, the paper, Put out an article saying this was ridiculous, this was not acceptable, and the dean should be fired. You know they call him the dean of inclusion. What the hell is a dean of inclusion? And they apologized to the judge, which
1: is kind of nice, right? They sent him a letter. But so they did not
0: fire be- that dean of inclusion who was part of it, who was egging yeah. them on. This was the person who's supposed to be running the meeting. She's an adult, she's a she's gr- a graduate, she has degrees, she's the dean of inclusion. How are you called the dean of inclusion and allow that to happen? How I how hypocritical is that? I'm the dean just of whole, but you're just not- the whole
1: thing. Think about it. These are graduate students, right? This is not kindergarten. This is not high school. These people have graduated from college already. They're in law school, and then they stage a walkout, a heckling, like, are you back in middle school? What
0: is this? Exactly. You invite someone. It's like you invite someone to your home. You have to treat them right or don't invite them into your home. They yeah. invited the guy there, and then they heckle him. And what you, you know what was really depressing? Yep, was that the, you know there were there were many many kids in that class who didn't like what was happening, but they're right. afraid to speak up because they're going to get bullied then by the uh, the intolerant left. Of course.
1: Well, Did remember, you? remember when we went to see Scott Atlas and he couldn't give
0: his talk on campus; he had yeah. to do it right next to it. That's, didn't that say enough? That's exactly what I thought about. Exactly yeah. what I thought about when I saw this was Scott Atlas. We go to the people who don't. I want to. We went to a meeting a few months ago. This is with Scott Atlas. And Dr. Kierati, right? Yeah, Carity. and uh, and they and they held it like just in Stanford, but off the campus. And they said, "Well, holding it off campus because we can't hold it on campus because they the tolerant left won't let us hold this little one-hour meeting." Even though, even yeah. though
1: Scott Atlas works at Stanford, right? So he still couldn't do it there. Yeah. They wouldn't allow it. Yeah, then he
0: yeah. works at Stanford? He was a top. Doctors, it's insane. And then remember the kids from Stanford were there, from the conservative club. Yeah. A small minority, school. a tiny yeah. little club. Yeah. 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 And they yeah. were talking about how, how uncomfortable it is to have to do these things, to be center right at, at Stanford University with these open-minded liberals who are always talking about open-mindedness and, 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 and uh, and it being accepting of others <sighs> as long as you don't disagree with them. They're yeah. very accepting of you, as long as you agree with them. Right. That's what it comes down to. You know, so to so this Charlie Kirk thing, this was Antifa. These weren't Trump supporters breaking up Charlie Kirk. No. Right? <laughs> no, that never happens. No, no.
1: That yeah. was real Antifa. And, you know, that was really bad. But why don't we mention one more thing? The thing that you sent me that uh, I found. Well, the thing very, I sent
0: you I is think. a little confusing. Someone someone on Twitter sent me through a direct message. Yeah. A, a, little, a little like um, PDF file. That's supposedly from San Francisco Health. And it was dated, I believe, the end of February, when the the day that the the state emergency, the California state of emergency finally ended. Right. Said in that memo, it said, uh, okay, uh, the emergency's ended, except we still expect all these people in the medical field, doctors, nurses, blah, 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 to wear masks.
1: And Not was- only that, let me, I, I read it
0: carefully so I can comment. So but, but- it applies, Yep. I, but before you comment, I think the only caveat is that was dated the end of, that was dated the day the California state of emergency ended. But then about 10 days later, the yep. California health announced that they'd end it on April 3rd for everybody, including, including nurses. So that was written before that announcement. So I, I'm not sure that after April 3rd, doctors and nurses still have to wear masks. That's, that's what's unclear. Because that memo was dated before California Health said April 3rd that was ending. See what I'm saying? I have a feeling,
1: I have a feeling that, uh, this order will be in effect just for San Francisco. And, uh, just to clarify, it applies to all hospitals, clinics, uh, acute facilities, anything except something very, um, very superficial, like urgent care, maybe optometry places, but we know how it is in San Francisco. They're all going to push it. They're all going to comply. Everyone has to wear masks, including customers, including any personnel, including clients. Everyone has to wear a mask until further notice, meaning there is no expiration date, except it doesn't apply to federal facilities because they know that it's going to be overturned. So presumably, if you go to VAs, will not have to comply with any of that, right? So But it's very disheartening if they're really going to place it, because I know firsthand that many doctors and nurses are so sick of it. They're so tired of it. They can't wait for all of this to go away, for all this masking. But if this stays here in San Francisco in place, it's going to be very disheartening. And,
0: you know, it's yet another disappointment. Well, my, my feeling is, though, I don't think it even took a memo like this. I think many of these places in San Francisco, the health facilities, would have kept it going on their own. I think a lot of them believe in it. And want to keep it going. Once again, these are basically San Franciscans who run these places, who work in these places. These aren't Floridians. You know, these aren't Texans yeah. who yeah. work in these places. I believe a lot of these places would have kept it going on their own without the state say, look, a lot of places in San Francisco have kept this stuff going on their own well after the state has mandated, whether it's vaccines or vaccine passports. Look at the gap. You just put up a posting. Domestic put up a posting about a week ago, a gallery here in San Francisco. Where there's still a <laughs> there's still a message on the door near the door that says you must have a vaccine passport and mask to come in. So there are plenty of places here because everything here is run by crazy people that they will keep this stuff going, even if the state tells them they don't have to. So that, that's that's the problem here is that it's so ingrained now in their in their in their brains that they are they will never let it go. Yeah. Yep,
1: they want to be quote, uh, "quote unquote" ahead of everyone else, not realizing that they're
0: domestic. You there? Domestic, domestic. Did you cut off there for a second? Are you there? No, no. I- oh, okay, you cut out there for a second. What I would say um, is, they think they're they're the
1: most advanced and they the most caring, more than everybody else. But they're, in fact, the most delusional and the most deranged.
0: They are the they most. Are the- Yes. And and the fact is that they'll they'll keep this going for forever. They they don't want to give it up. They don't want to give it up. And and like you said, they think they're being enlightened by keeping it going after everyone else, right? That's what they truly yes. believe. Yes. They they are enlightened, they are doing the right thing, everyone else is doing the wrong thing, uh, and that's it. And that that's what they believe. So what what choices do we have here in a place like San Francisco? Do we, we, we either comply or we don't, right? I mean, that's what it comes down to.
1: Um, Well, if it's the will of the majority, which I don't know if it is, but if it's really the will of the majority here in San Francisco, or most people are not angry at all, they're not like you and me, they don't care and they don't understand why we care, then who are we to complain? Most people don't seem to have a problem here. They don't feel that
0: strongly about it. They don't feel that strongly about it. That's exactly what it comes down to. They simply don't feel that true. Maybe we're
1: the crazy ones that we're harping on it. No one is, uh, nobody's forcing us to. Well, unless we go to a hospital, nobody's forcing us to wear a mask. But I guess we're bothered by constantly being reminded of this when we see people. At least ten percent downtown are still masked, right? At least, and they'll probably be forever. We're still bothered. Some of us are more bothered by it than others.
0: Yeah. No. It's 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 just. But the, the once again, the problem is is that. We've often blamed the government, and they are to blame. They started the whole thing. None right. of this would have started if not for the government. People would have just – believe me, people just wouldn't on their own have said, let's wear a mask for three years. So no. they, started, they started the whole hypochondria and obsessive-compulsive behavior. But the fact of the matter is we live in a place here in San Francisco and other pockets of California, maybe New York, but specifically here in San Francisco, where people believe this is good. This is normal. This is the new normal. This is the way it should be. That, and they want to prove, and they will continue to prove. They will continue to prove that, and they'll continue to do it simply to say, "When uh, we're not going to take our masks off because Trump wants that." I mean, that's what they believe in their heads. A lot of them. That's not nothing to do with Trump. By now, there's no chance. Oh, there's no on. chance. No, that there's nothing. I agree. I think Trump derangement syndrome is still very much part of this. Once again, I'm not saying it's a conscience a conscious thing, but I still think it's in, in, ingrained in their heads that they're maybe. doing the opposite of what Trump wants them to do, right? They're doing the yeah. opposite of what those right people do. I,
1: I was just hoping that that's part of the campaign to bring normality. They would encourage people, maybe even make public statement. You, you know, you don't have to wear a mask. Instead, you still see…
0: Yep, you cut out again. You cut out. You there? Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, you see, it's probably the Wi-Fi in our building.
1: (laughs) No, no, I think when my phone uh, locks up. No, no, the Wi-Fi is fine. So um, what I was going to say is um, I was hoping and... To my naivety and disappointment that as part of returning to normal, they would issue some kind of statement. You don't have to wear a mask instead of covering the city with stickers that say masks are advised and still keeping on buses these signs that masks are recommended. Why not tell people, no, masks are not recommended. Move on. Right. They'll never say that. The ne- they will the never, ever, ever say that, right? We will no. never hear that well, from anybody. Just
0: by having signs on buses or in windows, which you know, they have them on all the buses mm-hmm. and in many windows saying masks recommended, people are going to just keep wearing them. That's yeah. it. They're, they're recommended. They're, they. Yeah. It's, it, they're, they're Once again, this is like people think this is from the, this is like from coming from God, coming from the Lord, that masks are recommended, you know, and that, and that, you know, that's it, that we should look at that, look at that memo. From, from the California from the San Francisco health everything in there is like we're listening to the CDC expert CDC scientist guide they're still they're still saying the same crap after all the stuff has been proven false over and over and over again I
1: I just looked up while we were talking I don't think you will have good news this is not going to be superseded this is the latest order it has no exp-
0: Oh, you cut out again there. So it has no, it has no expiration date. You were saying?
1: No, I'm saying the state doesn't supersede the lifting of emergency. The state doesn't supersede that, and uh, just get used to living in a special matrix psyop city that's gonna have a rule that nobody else has, even in California. So just get
0: used to it. No, the state can supersede when they want, just like just like Gavin Newsom wants to supersede in Huntington Beach, doesn't he? Of course he does.
1: They are not gonna come to San Francisco and say lift it unless there is gonna be a lawsuit. Just like with lockdowns and restrictions. Some places in California had the authority, when it comes to health, the cities have the authority to impose Stricter restrictions than the state. And we saw it many, many times with San Francisco and LA. So here as well, the health officer
0: has full discretion to impose stricter rules than understand, the state. And that's what he's me, doing. Understand, this is the unelected health officer.
1: Unelected. I don't know who this new freak is. The other freak is gone. This is a new freak. I don't know who that is, but yeah. Oh, it's a new,
0: it's a new person. It's, it's not the, it's not the guy who's been around during COVID. It's not Grant Colfax. He's not the one who signed it. No. 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 There's there's plenty of lunatics. There's a large pool of lunatics to pull from here.
1: Well, the the problem is that apparently, well, obviously, naturally, if we think about it, people who go into these positions, they're already overly obsessed and concerned about this. So that's how you get them there.
0: Yeah. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. Anything else you want to talk about? Anything else in your mind?
1: No, I will yield to your Majesty and to anybody else who wants to talk. Please, thank you for letting me speak. Okay,
0: no problem. Thanks for the call. Okay, as always. Hopefully, we stay on air. Hopefully, we stay on air. Uh, uh, I think we're going to get two nice days here in San Francisco. I think the next couple of days are going to be nice, uh, but the last twenty-four hours have been miserable. The last six months have been miserable. This is not what I pay high rent for. I could pay, you know, I could pay half the rent. And live in Miami. What am I doing? What am I doing? I must be crazy. Uh, before uh, I was going to go to um, the Biden interview. I'll put the interview in quotes. It wasn't a real interview, but uh, the Biden comment. But w- well, before we go into Biden's comment, where he comments on this, <laughs> just he comments on gay marriage, and how he's always been for since he was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! But first, we'll go to Daniel. I don't like to keep people waiting. Hey, Daniel, how's it going?
3: Oh, are you going to cover the uh, Biden interview with him talking about his mom uh, saying that it would be sinful to uh, to to something about transgender? He would people. He wasn't clear about what what it was that would be sinful.
0: Oh, it's sinful to not let a six year old get a, a a their penis chopped off chopped yeah. off. Yeah, That's basically like, what he said. It was sinful. His mother yeah. his mother taught you know, him it's, it's sinful to not allow that kind of a thing.
3: Yeah, yeah. And, and, and he and he's claiming that his his mother would have told him that. Does anybody but believe that for a second? Joe's mother would have said, "What the fuck, Joe?" <laughs> yeah,
0: his mother, because transgender stuff was really big back in nineteen
3: forty-five. Yeah.
0: I'm sure she. <laughs> I'm sure she talked about Joey when a six year old has feelings about. <laughs> This guy is such a liar, and no one calls him on it. I mean, the media here is so biased to the left. It's it's absurd at this point.
3: It's yeah, absurd. Yeah. And, and then he launches into this thing about the two well-dressed men. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, but the one I'm about to uh, – the one, the one after after your call I will play is where he, he, he talks about how um, he had an epiphany. He had an epiphany about gay marriage when he was a senior in high school.
3: <laughs> well, well, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the thing where he says that it's something about his father and and he was sitting in the car or something and he saw. You got to hear
0: from him, but it, it's 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 so absurd.
3: But it, it, what, it's it's just so bars, it's, it's bizarre. But said, it's what's, Heather, what's more absurd
0: than Joe Biden lying? I mean, uh, uh, Joe Biden lies more than most presidents, but it's expected for a president to lie. But what's not expected is for the fucking idiot sitting six feet away from him make they make sure it's still six feet. I'm sure. That he doesn't call him on it and say, "Wait a minute, this doesn't. uh, There's something weird. This doesn't really pass the smell test." Especially since you and Obama were against gay marriage till 2012.
3: uh, The guy, the guy that was interviewing him did have this sort of uh, confused puppy look on his. No, but he he worked
0: for Joe, so he wouldn't. He worked for Obama. He wouldn't dare. He's a a nutty Hollywood leftist who worked for Obama Biden for eight years. He's not going to correct him. He wouldn't dare correct
3: Mm -hmm. him. Exactly no, he, he he didn't correct him, but he but he had this you know confused dog look, you know, like when a dog is really confused, they cock their heads at the sky and they stare at you like you know what the fuck are you telling me to do. Well, you know, if
0: I interviewed Joe Biden, he lied to me. I wouldn't have a confused look. I would have an accepting look. That's all he does. I wouldn't be shocked by his lies. This is all the guy's done for since 19, 1971. So wh- why would you be shocked? Just just call him on it, at least. Just. Call them on it. Call and them. It's,
3: on it. Just, it's just such bizarre behavior. The re- the reason I called is is wanting to talk to about a little bit about the um, Silicon Valley bank bailout and and just how it is just so similar to so much else what we have seen occurring over the last three years or so. Where did this happen? This happened in Silicon Valley. What, what is Silicon Valley the epicenter for these days? Social contagion of all sorts, whether it's social contagion that was spreading fear of covid something that amounted at first to be uh, influenza like and now is simple common cold and and that and yet that fear spreads that that fear emanating from this epicenter of of uh, social media uh, which <laughs> obviously is it, it, the the whole business is based out of Silicon Valley uh, it, it continues. It continues unabated, and and uh, just when you know. And, and meanwhile, they're they're hyping up the social contagion about uh, gender dysphoria, and uh, and then there's the uh, um, uh, uh, critical race theory uh, uh, contagion that they're hyping up. And then if, if that's not enough, they've got to hype up a bank failure um, to the point where uh, there's a bank run. Whether the bank were to survive without the run or not is a big question. But social contagion certainly added a, a interesting element there, didn't it? And then and where is all this coming from? This is coming from the the like I said, the epicenter of social contagion, the epicenter of social media, and it's coming from a particular class of people, what we call the laptop class. This very same class. Said said to the working class in this country over the last three years. Yeah, you you guys, you you go out there and, and you guys get exposed and infected to, to COVID, this thing that we're so afraid of, so that you know it'll go through you know a few thousand cycles of, of, of mutations, and you guys. Um, and, and by the time it gets to us, it's going to be this attenuated strain. So yeah, you guys go go, go do your thing, and we'll sit sit up here and work on our laptops from home, and and then. Who gets bailed out? The same fucking class of people, the laptop class. The, these these are the people that held accounts in, in Silicon Valley bed. The very same fucking class. And who's the fucking class that's going around spreading the uh, the uh, transgender the transphobia bullshit? Same fucking class. They don't. They, these people don't. These people don't have any children. That uh, that uh, are claiming that they uh, are in the wrong body or whatever bullshit that that that, that, that uh, spews from these people's mouths. Uh, this, th- these people are insulated from that shit. They're just sitting back and watching this entertainment, and and, and it's just the same fucking people. The same fucking people put you put. That, that push the COVID hysteria are the same fucking people that push the bank bank bailouts are the same fucking people that are pushing every type of social contagion that is emanating from from social media. It, it is this one fucking group, and they are so fucking pissing me off. I I, I just can't. I, I just I look at my coworkers who who. who <laughs> They're they're of that class. I mean, technically speaking, so am I, but I fucking hate them. Um, and and I just look at them and I think, what the fuck is wrong with you people going around and talking about <laughs> cutting people's penises and breasts off? Are you fucking insane going around and talking about how the working class should bail you bail fuckers out in Silicon Valley for what? Why should they bail those fuckers out? They took risks with their money. Because they thought it was going to pay off, and it didn't. Yeah. And now you're asking working class people to bail you out, just the way you asked working class people to bail you out during COVID.
0: Daniel, Daniel, this money grows on trees. It's not going to affect us. It doesn't come from us. What are you talking about? It's a money tree. Yeah,
3: the, the, the money grows on trees, and so does people's immune systems. Yeah, and so do people's genitals. Yeah, I mean, it's fuck. It's, it's now I, I want the through, same I, fucking class that that just sits back and 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 laughs to themselves. Well, virtue signaling, and they, it, and they can, and they virtue signal, and that's all they do. That's, all right, that's let let me play. Let game. me play
0: devil's advocate and calm you down for a second. You sound like me all of a sudden.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't even call about this. Just I'm so. This is, by the way. This is the
0: guy who told me months ago. Don't curse, Mike. Don't curse so much. Don't curse.
3: Yeah, hey. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be cursing a lot tonight. Wait a minute.
0: <laughs> let me say. I'm gonna play devil's advocate just for a second. Okay. This bank SVB, let's say me, Micah Chopley, who makes no money, basically, Put I put $1,000. I, ju- I use them as my bank, and I have a checking account for $1,000. Should I lose that money?
3: You're FDIC covered. That's what everybody knows going into the game. If you got a checking account, a CD. Oh, um, so okay. what
0: I'm saying is the people who put less than $250 in, you have no problem with them.
3: No, okay. no, I have no okay. problem with that because they're covered. The bank has been paying their FDIC insurance, so that they're covered. That money isn't going to be coming from us. It's going to be coming from Lloyd's of London, their insurer. Right. And, and, so your, and, your and
0: issue and the issue many people have are those who would more than a quarter million dollars. Like there was – didn't Roku have like a half a billion or something like that?
3: That's a fucking yeah. re, most retarded thing in the world. Who are these people? These people, they're trying to argue, oh, I'm just Joe Blow and I've got 500K in there and, and now I'm going to lose 250 of it. That's not right. Are you Joe Blow retarded? Everyone that has two hundred, anyone that has fifty thousand dollars knows what the FDIC limit is. <laughs> anyone that has twenty five thousand dollars, I'm sure knows what. The so why FDIC wouldn't they just put it in
0: two different? Why wouldn't they just put it in two different banks? They were too That's lazy?
3: exactly what they should do. They should put right. it in two different banks, or or if it's sitting in SFB, they put it in two different. They put it in CDs that are held by two different banks. Right. It's now- still covered. I my, think my, my I FDICT. I think I finally
0: I think I finally understand what happened with this SVB bank. Okay. I think th- tell me if I'm wrong, okay? After a week I think I figured it out. So, it's it's not that they didn't have the money, it's that they were using too high a percentage of the money coming in and putting that into places where it was no longer liquid, am I right? It was too so the money was there, but it wasn't liquid and they put too much in these areas that that they shouldn't have. In other words, they were supposed to put like a certain percentage, like 25% of the money that came in into these other areas that were no longer liquid, that would actually, you know, that would, more money would, they'd make money on it in the future. But right now it couldn't be accessed. And they put too high a percentage, like 50% into that stuff. It was mismanaged. So the bank, it's not like the bank didn't have the money anymore, but it wasn't liquid. Did I get, am I getting that right?
3: I don't know. We've, yeah. heard, we've heard that sort of story in the past in 2008, and it turned out not to be true. So at this point, I can say I don't know. There definitely was a component of a bank run here that tipped them over the brink. Whether and, and whether other banks are going to be failing in the near future is a big question. We heard this the same BS. In 2007 and 2008, we heard the BS starting in 2003 when the housing bubble started inflating and, and people like even Greenspan were saying, housing bubble, what housing bubble? Oh, there's the, it's a little bit frothy. That's all that's going on in the market. Yeah, froth. Two, 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 two years later, after Greenspan's fucking comment, we have the fucking Great Recession.
0: Wait a minute, but also, didn't the CEO of, this, of SVB Bank, didn't he cash out of the stock market like a day before the bank failed? I don't know. Yeah, that's what I've heard. That he cashed out of the he cashed out like three or four billion dollars, three or four million dollars in stocks.
3: And maybe that that's were, what set the bank run. Maybe that's what one of the components that set the bank running into motion.
0: So, but he knew something was going to happen, and he took advantage of it before it
3: happened. Well, maybe he it knew something was happened. Maybe, maybe he didn't. Maybe he just wanted to move his money elsewhere. It sounds maybe. like it. It just sounds like insider trading. From what I'm hearing, it sounds like it could it could yeah. it could be or it could be that, that he's the fucker that started the bank by doing something so stupid. <laughs> and he did. Well, also, to. This is the inflation, Biden's
0: inflation doesn't hurt either. It doesn't I, help either. It doesn't help. either. All
3: I know. At, all I know at this point, it, it, there's lots of people talking about what happened with the bank. Um, all I know at this point is that the government is going to come along and bail, bail people out and that shouldn't be happening. It shouldn't be happening. It was because the money the was the same garbage. reason that they mismanaged the money. Happening. Yeah.
0: They, they mismanaged the, the money. same
3: reason we said it shouldn't be happening last time is because it was going to create this same moral hazard over and over again. Where people where banks and individual investors are going to take great risk with their money because they think that the government is going to come along and bail them out. Who are they going to bail out, though? the laptop class. Are they going to bail up the working class? If the working class takes out too big of a loan to run their, uh, their, their lawn mowing business or their uh, industrial cleaning business or or their uh, janitorial business uh, it, it, and, and they take out too much and they, they can't pay it back, is the government going to come along and, and uh, make, make them whole? No, they aren't fucking going to do that. What they're going to fucking do is make those very same people pay for their kids' college education.
0: Yeah. No, you're right. Look, This whole thing is is bad news. It really is, and you you, you really put your finger on it, Daniel. Who's going to really get hurt by it? The, the little guy, the big guy, once again, go away unscathed. You know, like you said, basically, knowing what they were getting into, they know the 250 is a limit. So if you go over, if you, that's the whole deal, man. You know, 250 is the insured limit. So if you go over that, you're taking a chance with the rest of that money. Period. Period.
3: And it's and it, and the solution is so simple. You can keep the money at you can keep the money at its Silicon Valley Bank or wherever you have it, and you just put it in CDs purchased in two different banks. You purchase it from your CVB account and you purchase CDs. That's the way I've got CDs in like ten different banks at this point.
0: Well you're loaded, so you could. But he- here's the thing <laughs> it's uh ten different banks. I think it's more than Elon- more than Elon Musk. But some say, and this is a different story. This is this is totally not neither here nor there. Some say that two hundred and fifty limit is is arcane. It's 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 in other words, if you include inflation, it should be more like five hundred now. But that's a different story, right?
3: It really is irrelevant. All you have to do there's enough banks to go around. You just put the money in different banks. I've got I've got money in Fidelity and through Fidelity I've got that invested in, in a bunch of in a bunch of CDs presently. I'm totally out of the stock market and then I've got an account in Chase and an account in Wells Fargo as well. I've got money scattered across about 10 banks in in total, about about eight through through the CDs and Fidelity and Wells Fargo and Chase. I've got my money scattered. Not including
0: the Cayman Islands and not including the Cayman Islands, right? In Aruba. That's all
3: you have to do is have two neurons to to rub together and you, (laughs) and you can put your money in a bank. That's all all it takes. So, So there's no excuse there. What really fucking pisses me off is that over and over again, this political class, this laptop laptop class is abusing the fuck out of working people. Now, I belong to that class, and it pisses me off because I am being associated with these fuckers that are abusing this the fuck out of workers. Most of my family come were work, working class people they were farmers, they were laborers. I was the second person in all of my my, my family to get a college education. to to treat people like that is just, this is what the Democrat, this is when I was a a Democrat, part of the reason I was a a Democrat was their support for the working class. Well, they abandoned blue collar workers entirely. And who was it? Who um, was it? one 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 of our favorite uh, senators that basically just said, oh, we don't need blue collar vote anymore for every blue collar vote voter we lose. We're going to get two white collar workers. <laughs> so they, yeah. who, who was it that, that said, was it, yes, a- anyway, it was. Schumer? Yes. Anyway, or was it Schumer that said that? I think it might have been Schumer. Um,
0: yes, it was Chuck Schumer.
3: <laughs> yeah. And, and, um, and so they, 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 they just don't give a rat's ass about, about blue collar workers. And so they, 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 they're saying, hey, pay off our loans, pay off our kids' loans for us. Hey, you go out there and get COVID and, and attenuate the virus for us. Hey, uh, you guys are going to pick up our our, our, our our tab at the uh, Silicon Valley Bank or whatever. Other banks fail in the near future. You, you know, you're going to make us whole there, too. And, uh, yeah, we'll call you again whenever we need you. Exactly.
0: No, no, It's it's this is a bad situation. It really is. And it, it's just with obama and now with biden we didn't have we don't have presidents who just put their foot down and say we're not doing this anymore too but you're out of luck
3: yeah it's it, it just makes me fucking irate because i mean like i said this is when i was a democrat one of the reasons was because of the support for, for blue collar workers for the working class for for people that got out there and and like my stepfather and made a living He made a living painted houses a union house painter for what 50 years. Yeah. Um, people that got out there and busted their back literally literally busting their back every single fucking day yeah. for what and, and for what so that their their grand their grandchildren could be kept out of school for a year and a half well some asshole with a laptop can sit at home and and sip lattes and and think oh god I'm glad I'm safe from getting the common cold
0: yeah exactly exactly you know it it's it's just it, it, you call I, I love what you said the laptop class I love that although I do have a laptop but it's a very cheap laptop so I don't, I don't know if I can be considered part of the laptop class nah, I'm looking at a laptop right now but it's not you know
3: if you're in the laptop class, you know it. You get a secret handshake. Yeah, secret Exactly.
0: Daniel, thanks. Uh, we're going to go to the entertainment portion of the program now and play a Joe Biden clip. Oh, that just, wasn't it. Just, yeah, just uh, of course, you're always entertaining, especially yeah, when you especially when you're cursing. I love it. I love it.
3: Yeah, yeah, I'd curse more if I was good at it. i really not <laughs> good at it at all. I'm really no good at it at all. I just really, yeah. I'm just, I'm so angry. You're, you're lucky I didn't call last night because, you know, I, I probably shouldn't have called tonight. It's not about It was great. About this that I, no, I, I can, no, no, no. Real, really,
0: real anger, real passion and real anger is warranted these days on a lot of issues. So there's nothing. Well, wrong. it
3: is warranted, but it, it's a. It, I, I, it would be much better. I, I'd be far more articulate if I just took some time to get my thoughts together. I thought you
0: were great. I I'm going to give you a thumbs up. Everyone should give yeah. Daniel. Make him feel yeah. better. Make him feel better. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, guys. But, um, yeah. but, yeah, I, I hope, I hope you, all of you get angry as well because this is not right, um, and it's just, it's just abuse. It is just nothing but abuse of working class people in this country, and I will not stand for it.
0: i'm I'm alongside you thanks daniel i appreciate it thanks for the call okay so this is cal penn the person's name is cal penn and he was in that movie where they have like the fake what's his name someone playing bush remember the bush character forget the name of the movie some stupid movie oh go to kumar and harold go do stupid things, I forgot the name of it was. But so, and he went to work, he was a comedian, an actor, a comedy actor, and he went to work for Obama. He went to work for Obama Biden. He went to work for Obama Biden, I believe for his, his first term or second term, can't remember what it was. And here he is interviewing Joe Biden on Comedy Central. And he asked Joe about gay marriage, and this is what Joe said. Then I'll read some of the comments, some of the responses from people about Joe's response. Here's Joe Biden on his epiphany of when he realized Oh, gay marriage is a wonderful, sacred thing. Every auntie and uncle that I have is beyond, beyond disappointed. It hasn't been a wedding yet. But, uh, but Cardi B is going to marry us. Apparently, officiate our wedding, which would, which would be nice. But my, my question for you, Mr. President, is: you codified uh, support for same-sex marriage and interracial marriages like, like ours. I'm curious what your evolution was like on marriage equality and what the federal government might be able to do to protect lgbtq americans especially trans
2: kids who are dealing with all these regressive state laws that are popping up right now i can remember exactly where my uh, epiphany was okay i hadn't thought much about it to Uh, the truth and i was a i was a senior in high school and my dad was dropping me off i remember about to get out of the car and i looked to my right and two well-dressed men in suits kissed each other. I mean, they gave each other a kiss. And then one went looked like he was heading to the DuPont building, and one looked like he was to the Hercules Corporation building. And I'll never forget, I turned and looked to my dad. He said, Joey, it's simple. They love each other. It's simple. No, I'm not joking. It's simple. They love each other. And it's never been... It's, 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 it's never been... It's just that simple. It doesn't matter whether it's whether it's same-sex or a heterosexual couple. You should be able to be married. What is the problem? So listen to your auntie and your uncle. Get married. Do it now. Don't wait. Uh, transgender kids is a really harder thing. What's going on in Florida is, as my mother would say, close to sinful. I mean, it's just terrible what they're doing. It's not like, you know, a kid wakes up one morning and says, you know, I decided I want to become a man or I want to become a woman or I want to change. I mean, what, what, what are they thinking about here? They're human beings. They love They have feelings. They have inclinations that are, I mean, it, it just to me is, I don't know, it, it's cruel. And the way we do it is we make sure we pass legislation like we passed on same-sex marriage. You mess with that, you're breaking the law, and you're going to be held accountable. Thank you, sir. Uh, I also can tell that, like, some auntie or my mom probably texted you beforehand.
0: (laughs) Cal Penn is so funny. (laughs) So going in reverse from the end to the beginning, Joe is saying, oh, so... A a, a four-year-old wakes up, doesn't wake up and say they want to be. So if a four-year-old says they want their, their boy want to be a girl, you got to take them seriously because a four-year-old has a fully developed brain. These same Democrats in Delaware say your brain, your brain's not developed till you're 25. So if you commit a murder at 24, it shouldn't ruin your life. It shouldn't be a felony. It shouldn't be the top felony if you're under 25. So if you're 24, your brain's not developed enough where well, you know not to commit murder. But if you're four, your brain's developed enough and your biology's developed enough where well, you know if you're a boy, you want to be a girl, if you're a girl, you want to be a boy. And there are no parents who push their kids one way or the other. No parents, even though I saw a video not too long ago where like a, a five-year-old was asked, a boy asked, someone asked him how he knows he wants to be a girl and he said, my mommy told me. So parents don't do this at all. No, no, the parents have no influence. The psychologists and doctors have no, the lefty loony Psychologists and doctors and teachers have no influence on these, on these four-year-olds with with without fully developed brains yet or fully developed biologies. So in other words, so okay, so a four-year-old wakes up and says, you know, I, I want to have a drink today. Is you allowed to have a drink? I, I think I should vote today. I want to vote today. Can they vote? I think I want to go to war and defend my country. Well, who the fuck are we to say a four-year-old can't go to war and defend their country? Who the fuck are we, man? This guy is such an idiot. He's such a fucking idiot. Once again, now I'm cursing because I can't not. This this president is a fool. He's a sociopathic liar. Now, now going into his gay marriage bullshit, which was absolutely hilarious. And that was great comedy. It was great comedy. Um, to the point where, but he's practiced that comedy because he all of a sudden this guy can't remember. This guy doesn't know where where people are on the stage he he shakes he goes to shake invisible hands he calls up people on the stage who died in car crashes a month earlier yet he remembers the two names of the buildings in 1961 the exact names of the buildings in 1960 1961 he remembers that that he remembers so twitter users quickly jumped on him casting doubt on the story's authenticity and recalling biden's lengthy political history of opposition towards same-sex marriage the dispatch editor-in-chief named Jonah Goldberg tweeted, so he's basically admitting he lied about a moral conviction for the next five decades? How heroic! Also, the idea that he was thinking about gay marriage in 1960 or 61 is really just a little bit silly. Joe Biden has never let the truth get in the way of a good story, GOP political director Elliot Nichols said, linking to a video compilation of past comments by Biden. Mark Hemingway, a senior writer at Real Clear Investigations, noted that Biden voted for the Defense of Marriage Act, DOMA, in 1996. A law that prevented same-sex couples from receiving the same benefits as other married couples under federal law. Remember when the media made a big production of being incensed by all of Trump's lies? Well, I'm beginning to think that was insincere, you think? Hemingway tweeted. Author A.G. Hamilton also pointed out Biden's vote for DOMA, writing, It will never not be weird that Biden simply lies about this stuff constantly. This is one of the funniest stories. He had an epiphany after seeing two well-dressed men kissing in 1961 working-class Wilmington, but then voted for the Defense of Marriage Act in 1996. How many feet above ground do you have to suspend your disbelief for this to be true? Say another View, another tweeter does not strike me as likely said matt welsh the understatement of the year in a 2006 meet the press interview biden grumbled over senate debates on the possibility of a constitutional amendment to ban same-sex marriage after he and other democrats already supported doma we've all voted i voted others have said look marriage is between a man and a woman and states must respect that nobody's violated that law there's been no challenge to that law Why do we need a constitutional amendment? Marriage is between a man and a woman. What's the game going on here, Biden said at the time. During the 2008 vice presidential debates, Biden was asked point blank if he supported gay marriage. No, Biden said. Barack Obama and I support redefining from a civil side what constitutes marriage. We do not support gay marriage. Later that year, Biden said his position on the issue was evolving while sitting down for an interview with Good Morning America. Four years later, on May 6, 2012, on NBC News, meet the press, he endorsed same-sex marriage. So Biden does, once again, Biden just, whatever the politics are, whatever the political winds are flowing, whatever will get him elected, whatever will get him votes, whatever will get him money, whatever will keep him in power, that's what he believes. That's what he believes. That's why Biden has been mostly a very centrist guy most of his life, right? He he voted to cut Social Security, Medicare, but all the stuff he voted for simply to make it solvent for the future. That's a very... Could, uh, centrist center right thing to do he's done a lot of these things right not supporting uh gay marriage but supporting civil unions okay so but what he's doing now is basically lying because he needs to he needs to pump up that that wacky left progressive base he has to appeal to them but why couldn't he just simply say yeah come on man come on jack malarkey jack malarkey man come on fat remember he said that in the primary come on fat Imagine if, Biden, if remember Trump said, come on, fat. Um, but of course, Joe Biden gets away with it. Uh, why couldn't he simply say my epiphany was in 2008 or 2010? Just, what's wrong with that? Many people had the epiphany 10, 12, 14 years ago about gay marriage. What's, what's wrong with telling the fucking truth? He's a very, it's a very sick person. It's not like he doesn't support gay marriage now. So why not just tell the truth that about 10 years ago, you had an epi- one way or the other. It doesn't have to be an epiphany. It could be this. It could be that. It could be politics. It could be I've matured. because I thought of things differently. Uh, I, was, I grew up in a different time. It could be all these real reasons, reasons that many people had, legitimate, truthful, honest reasons. Why couldn't he just tell the fucking truth? What is wrong with him? And it's not just dementia because he's been doing it his entire career. He's been doing it since he was in his 30s. So it's not dementia it's not just dementia you can't just blame it on a mental illness although the man is mentally ill it's sickening it's a sickening thing and the most sickening thing about this Is that the press was on, remember the New York Times every couple of months? Well, this is, we have now documented Trump's 2,720, they're down to like the the exact number. Trump in his, in his four years of term has told 35,627 lies. Not once have they called Joe Biden on a lie. And he's been lying for half a century. And as president, he's been lying for 28 months. Not once. Will the New York Times write about this ridiculous, fucking, boldface, obvious lie? Of course not. Did Cal Penn call him on it and say, but Joe, you voted for the Defense of Marriage Act. You didn't support gay marriage until 2012. We have it. It's like we have a record. There's actual real record of this, Joe. We have things called records now. In the computer age, we have, like, videos. We have, like, script. We have, like, PDF files. Did Cal Penn say that? See, this is why I couldn't interview Joe Biden. He certainly wouldn't do an interview with me, would he? Incredible. It's incredible. How sad. How journalism is totally fucking dead. Journalism is dead and buried and rotting. And as someone who got into journalism when I was a teenager, writing for my high school newspaper... And then got into the sports department WABC and then the news department WABC and then produced news shows, talk shows and did talk shows. This pisses me off. Because we still had some journalism in the 90s. It wasn't the 1890s, it was the 1990s. I know people think I'm really old. I'm kind of old, but not that old. This is the 1990s into the early 2000s. We still had journalism. The journalism actually died. As I go through this, 9-11, did it die with the jingoism of 9-11 and the patriotism and the, the Iraq War? I think that's when journalism may have truly died about 10 years ago. 20 years ago, sorry, 20 years ago. Right? Because all of a sudden we had like real journalists saying, Oh, we're all neo... Who was it, that moron, MSNBC? Was it the moron on MSNBC? Well, Dan Rather was totally for the Iraq War. Mr. Liberal was totally for the Iraq War. That's another thing about these liberals these days. I'll talk about this in a second, too. But for the Iraq War, uh, Chris Chris Matthews, that moron, said today we're all neocons. That's when journalism started... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say journalism started to die with 9-11 and the Iraq War in the Bush era. That's when journalism really began to go off the deep end. And it's just been gotten been getting worse and worse and worse and worse since. Hey, here's someone I haven't heard from in a long time. karthik How's it going, Karthik?
4: Hey, Mike, up? uh I I didn't hear everything you said unfortunately, but I heard you talking about how journalism is crap and stuff.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes,
4: yeah, sir. There are real reasons why journalism sucks. Um, it's because you know today the people that generally work, um, especially like the top echelons of uh, journalism, you know, like like the Times, the Washington Post, you know, um, they're all a bunch of uh, uh, out of touch, uh, sycophants, you know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like journalism, at least in the America, really started to go um, awry in like maybe the '80s and maybe even '70s before, and arguably the '60s too. I guess you could say just because. In recent decades, there's been so many uh, corporate mergers of journalism, you know. So the journalists are just getting controlled and paid by the people that they're supposed to, you know, uh, journalism against, you know, like like uh, uh, MSNBC, you know, all, all these companies that do journalism theoretically. They all get paid by, you know, Pfizer and Bank of America and Boeing, you know, Rafe and all the uh, companies, you know, the people that they're supposed to be against, you know. Well, so I, think, just
0: getting- I think you put a, your finger on it there in a way, too, is that it, it, journalism it used to not be a field you'd go into to make a lot of money. Yeah, you, for you, sure. You, you could make a living. You could make a decent living, especially if you've heard for a big mag- New York magazine or Time, whatever, or the New York Times. You could make a good living, but you didn't go in to get rich. Now people go in to become rich celebrities. That's what I talked about. These people we see on television are not journalists. They're, they're wealthy celebrities. They're, uh, stenographers. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah. Right. So they gotta, this is ridiculous. You would, people think the, the left, the, those idiot, those idiot Democrats on that House committee that were, were, questioning Taibbi and Schellenberg are two real journalists. See, people like Taibbi and Schellenberg are real journalists. Now, Taibbi's done stuff for, for Rolling Stone. I'm sure he got paid pretty well there, but. He has now a Substack and where you have to pay $5 a month to, he needs five, he, he asks you for $5 a month. All right. So he can make a living on it. These are real journalists. these Democrats at the same time, while they call people like Matt Taibbi and Michael Shermblock a so-called journalist, think Rachel Maddow, who makes 30 fucking million dollars a year is a real well, I journalist.
4: I really think it's more than that, but yeah, it's 30 million at least. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, she makes 30 million for working once a week. No, no, no. I think it might be more, but yeah. Whatever. She's rich. She's loaded. And that's – she's not a – these people – this is the problem. People have gotten into this now thinking, oh, I don't want to go into journalism. I want to be a talking head that can make millions a year. That's the problem. journalism is not he's
4: definitely a hardcore journalist for sure. He he, he
0: did so much great reporting on the recession and stuff. Oh, he was great, and he was great during the – Bernie Sanders, the biggest hypocrite of them all, called him one of the best journalists in the world. In 2016 and 2020, because he's the only one, one of the few anyway, who gave Bernie Sanders a fair shake and covered his campaigns fairly, not with a DNC slant. Okay. He was one of the few journalists. And Bernie knew that, but this guy is such a fucking hypocrite phony that he doesn't come out and defend. Matt Taibbi defended Bernie Sanders twice through two campaigns over five years. And Bernie Sanders is such a phony loser that he can't come out and say, you know what, that's going too far. This guy's a real journalist.
4: You yeah, know, Bernie, is, it's definitely become a cult of Bernie, man. And these people that want Bernie to run for a third time, I'm pretty sure if Bernie Sanders were 300 years old, they try to get the a corpse of Bernie to run.
0: Well, you know, but, but let's be fair. If Trump was 300 years old. They what the right. We want to get the, the Trump supporters. We get the. Oh, co- no, no,
4: co- I, I agree. You know, yeah. Trump's been a, the cult of Trump has been around for a long time. But I think recently.
0: Well, that, that's recent what I've years... kind of come to realize now when, when a when a when a when a when a politician, especially look, I can see a cult for like a great singer or a rapper. But when a politician yeah, an actor when a pol- yeah, an actor, Malin Roe, But when a politician draws a cult, there might be something wrong. There might be something wrong. Yeah. And both Bernie and Trump have got these weird cults, these bizarre Yeah, people cults.
4: worship politicians now like they're actors or musicians or I guess athletes even. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's, it's something's wrong with that. It shouldn't. Pol- politicians shouldn't have cults. They shouldn't have. Cults. Yeah, no, and and it's less now, I guess, because he's not in the public view. But for a while, like oh, there was a real cult of Obama too. It was ridiculous. That's
0: true. Yeah, there was. But you know what? <laughs> I, I I don't want to excuse it, culture bad when it comes to politics, but at least Obama, okay, he was Obama, man. He was cool, yo. Cool, no, man. Good-looking all... young guy, you know. But what the no, fuck, no, Bernie he, and Trump? You're, my,
4: you're wrong, man. <laughs> hey, you're totally wrong.
0: Come on, man. There Look, was... I'm so young and so good-looking and so cool, I can bomb seven countries and nobody's going to know. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. If if that
4: kind of cool, okay, yeah. Well, yeah, well, it I, worked,
0: Karthik. It worked for many people, and it, it fooled. Yeah, many I think people, it was actually eight, but yeah, at least. Yeah, them. but it fooled many people, my friend. It fooled many people. Man, yeah, you or it me, it fooled millions and millions of Americans. Don't even know that happened because he's so cool.
4: Yeah, no, and, and and while all these fucks are calling Putin a war criminal, you know, I'm sure he is. Uh, like the people like the, they're all part our politicians are also war criminals like Bush and Cheney and, you know, Obama and Zelensky and Zelensky,
0: who's, who's shutting down religious institutions now, Catholic religious institutions, because he's such an open minded oh, and he, he's, he's getting mouthful. rich off it, too. Of course. Of, look, it's disgusting. It truly is disgusting. They all kind of deserve <laughs> each other. But unfortunately, they all get a lot of money and fame. They all deserve a, a, a fate a lot worse than that. But the fact of the matter is, and I'll talk about that. There's so much to talk about and how much I'll get to. The will I don't get to today, I'll get to tomorrow because something came out now about our favorite governor, um, Gavin Newsom. Uh, who, not yeah, him. Gavin Newsom, who has connections now to SVP Bank, didn't oh, disclose well, some connections. It's, it's, didn't disclose it's very powerful.
4: Yeah. Yeah, Silicon Valley Bank is uh, – I didn't know this until recently. They're very powerful. They have a lot of connections with the tech companies.
0: Right. So, yeah, Newsom had a personal tie to the bank, which he didn't disclose while he's lobbying for their bailout. So, look, I have a great idea. I think this is a great idea. Take, what's the guy's name, uh, the QAnon shaman, Chesney? What's his What's his name?
4: Uh, Is that the guy from uh, 1-6, January 6th?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Take him out of jail and do a two-for-one swap. Take him out of jail, take the QAnon guy out of jail and put Fauci and, and Newsom in jail. I think that's a good swap. That's the swap I would make.
4: Yeah, that's, that's never happened. And happening. that would be a
0: much, if that happened, we'd have a much fairer country just from that one simple thing.
4: Who knows? Yeah. Oh Well, speaking about Ukraine earlier, you mentioned, did you hear that BlackRock and other companies are buying up a lot of assets in Ukraine?
0: Yeah, of, of course.
4: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. horrible. Absolutely. They're trying to turn BlackRock into more of America. I mean, Ukraine into more of America.
0: You're making money? More money? All about money. Follow the money. Is that what it is?
4: Yeah, yeah. You know, like, it's not just BlackRock, but BlackRock—they're buying shocking. all that. That's it's been, shocking. The whole thing is yeah, shocking. And some of the companies in Ukraine. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, yeah, Zelensky's government is now seizing churches and monasteries across the country, throwing Christians in jail because he's a really good person. He's a hero. He's the hero. He's the hero. Yes. And Putin's the zero. That's the way it's like we're in high school. We got a hero and a zero. Everything's so black and white. It's like we're children, right? Good guys and bad guys. Batman, Batman and the Joker. This is what yeah, people well, believe. That's, this is what people believe.
4: Yeah. That this goes back to journalism, because honestly, man, there's very little difference between I guess uh, like the journalism on like hardcore, you know, whether it's New York Times or MSNBC yeah. or Fox or or like like entertainment journalism, you know? There's very little difference on like ESPN, sports. There's very little difference. Right. Like, like, everything's just, like, good guys and bad guys now. Red versus blue.
0: It's very sad. It's just a sad state of affairs, man.
4: Yeah, just- I, I know, like, before the 70s and 80s, like, most journalists, like, didn't go to college. Like, some of them didn't even graduate high school. Like, especially even before, like, the 30s and 40s, 50s, it was a really, like, working class profession, you know? Yep. People didn't go to it to get rich.
0: No, they didn't. They didn't go to get rich, exactly. And now that's exactly what's happening. So I think think that's the key. I think people are now like they're like, oh, we can become. They're not thinking. I want to become a great journalist, investigative journalist, make sixty, seventy thousand dollars a year, make a living. They're thinking, no, I want to be Rachel Maddow or Chris Hayes and make forty million dollars for talking into a camera one hour a day. Why not? Why not? It's so much easier. I mean, it's so easy. Look, I to my friends, I don't want to offend my friends at Fox News or people who do this. It's easy. When you have 35 producers, believe me, I was in the business, when you have 35 producers working on your one hour a day show and your segments are three minutes each and you have 75 minutes of commercials, it's a very easy gig. The only bad thing about TV gigs work is got Fox News everything, MSNBC, see all these talking heads and looking to a camera for an hour a day, five days a week. And oh, I know, but do that. you have friends that work there? Yeah, I don't mean friends, friends. I mean, people I like. I, you know, I, I like the, I watch them. I'm watching Laura Ingraham oh, now. I on the show. I'm watching Laura Ingraham. No, I'm not friends, friends. I have friends in radio. I don't oh, have okay. friends in television. Yeah, it's just people that you Yeah, but like. what I'm saying oh, okay. is, yeah, 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 yeah. I've always found it's much more difficult. Well, shit, what I do is more difficult, but it's much more difficult to do a radio show for three hours a day, 15 hours a week, yeah, than a, sure. a TV. They look into a camera for one hour a day, five days a week, and make millions and millions of dollars. But that's where the money is, of course, because these networks make so much money. Fox News is loaded. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is the toughest thing about television, the thing I hate about it, is you have to look good. I know there are plenty of makeup and hair people, but you still have to go through that every day. And you have to look into a camera and actually look presentable and not look like you're decaying. And it's tough to do, especially as you get into your 50s and 60s. You know, so yeah, that's, why, that, uh, that's the toughest part of television. That's the toughest. Part. Yeah, that's why Roger Ailes watched Fox with the, uh, without the
4: uh, sound on, me,
0: on mute. Oh well, he he yeah, he watched those women and he did something else while he was watching those women.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's all well known now. But yeah, the but the <laughs> yeah. point of it was to look good.
0: Yeah, right. He wanted to see how they looked, how they presented themselves. Yeah, he, and that's why I don't know if they still do this. This Right.
4: Yeah, but for a while, like I know that like a lot of them were mandated by their bosses, that, like the women on the on. Like the anchors or whatever, like to wear skirts or whatever, short skirts, which um, I yeah it's uh, yeah it just shows that TV is all flash, no substance.
0: Very much so, but yeah, and you have to be able to take it as that. You have to be able to take it as that, and it's just look, it's part of the business. It's part of the. I'm not saying that, you know. I, I, I'm not saying that there are people who do these things who don't want to talk more, who don't want more time, who don't who wouldn't want to be more substantive. But it's the nature of the beast that it's all about selling commercials, right? It's about ad time,
4: yeah. and if,
0: if they're not getting all that money from the ad time, these people aren't going to get paid a lot of money. So that's 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 what it comes that's what it comes down to. Karthik, anything else? Uh,
4: no, what's been on your mind, man? Uh, well,
0: I'm going to go. I'm going to go into a story now. If you listen to me about uh, what's your story. About Dove soap, have you heard about the Dove soap thing? What
4: is it about their new makeup campaign or whatever, saying that you don't need makeup or something?
0: No, 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 you don't need makeup. No, no, they 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 slammed the whale for using makeup artists to do a fat suit because they want actual fat people playing those roles. Got- so
4: okay. So I have a question. Let me get this straight. So the makeup company or soap company Dove, yeah. Is, is mad at um, the Hollywood because yes, Brendan Fraser, whatever his name right. is, uh, yes, wasn't actually fat, yes, right? Honestly, I mean Okay, Dove is full of shit because I I know recently they've had this like girls don't need makeup campaign because you know how how um, how, how various industries uh, ha- have like I guess internally made women feel not as attractive, you know, because because yeah. on modeling because on TV or modeling, you know, like all the women on like on commercials look perfect, you know. Right. So so they're all full of shit cuz like for decades and decades they made women feel insecure, you know, or low self-esteem and now they're like, "Oh, don't worry, you're perfect. You, you you don't need makeup." And I'm like, "Hey, fuckers, you you and other companies have been doing this to women for decades." So, you know, I uh, I got no patience for Dove and stuff.
0: Well, it's more wokeness coming out. It's it's it's, it's just more wokeness coming from the left, coming from Hollywood, coming from corporations. It's just more of this incredible, it's so stupid, Karthik, this whole idea to say we need. So how, let me ask you, do you know how many how many 600-pound actors are out there, do you think? How many how many actors? One how many actor actors? Hollywood obviously wouldn't hire them. 600, right. Where are you going to find a pool of 600-pound actors to do what Mr. Frazier did in that movie? It is so stupid. This is like saying, well, should we get rid of makeup artists altogether? Maybe. Wait a minute. If I'm 30 years old and I'm an actor and I'm playing a 60 year old, no I shouldn't be able to do that. Hire a 60 year old. No, no, no more makeup in movies. No more Hollywood, no more makeup, no more make believe, no more suspending your belief. No, no. We have to actually have 60 year olds play 60 year olds. This this is getting so stupid. We have we're having actors like John Leguizamo saying, "Well, I don't think an a, a Italian guy should play a Latino. I don't think someone from Italy should play someone from Colombia. It's so fucking stupid. It's called Hollywood. It's called acting. It's called make-believe. And they yeah, want the I'm, best... I'm, if I'm making a movie, I want the best actor. Actor! I don't want the best hair guy with the best hair, or the best person who's 60, or the best person who's 600 pounds. I want the best actor. That's the idea. This whole... But this, but Karthik, this is what... This is me. I'm going to keep you on. I think you have thoughts on this. This is the problem in this country. It is so unique to America to romanticize obesity, to not call obesity for what it is, which is disgusting, disgusting. It's horrible. It's horrible for the person who's fat. They died a young age, just like the character in The Whale. That's why so many people, that's why so many left-wing nutjob film critics hate The Whale. They've given it terrible reviews because they believe it shows obesity for what obesity is. How dare you how dare you Hollywood show obesity for it is which is disgusting makes the the person who's obese suffers everyone around them, their daughter suffers everyone in their life suffers. they suffer horribly for it. This is the incredible thing about Hollywood is that they can't stand reality. They can't stand they're supposed to peddle honesty and yet they can't stand real honesty. Virtue signaling honesty, great. Woke honesty, whatever that means, fantastic. But actual honesty, honesty, they can't do it. But this is – it's very unique to this country, Karthik, where we can't call obesity what it is and we romanticize it. And people at Dove actually say things like, fat is beautiful. They believe People in this country believe that, man, that fat is beautiful. No, it's not beautiful. It's a fucking disease.
4: Yeah, yeah. Whoever thinks that fat is – well, no, I – yeah, well, I, what I'll say about this is, you know, be I your
0: beautiful, be your beautiful self, be your beautiful self, girl. Be your beautiful self, fat girl. Uh, it's so my. stupid. Tell the fat girl to lose weight so she lives. Do you want the fat girl to die at fifty or eighty? These people make me go crazy.
4: Yeah, obesity is really sad. It's unfortunate for uh, everybody involved. But honestly, about what the specific issue about the Brendan Frazier thing, and you know, and wh- what you said about John uh, like or whatever. It, all this seems just like pity, uh, sorry, petty, rich people problems. Because, because, because this kind of stuff doesn't actually affect middle class people or working class people. Like, you know, I'm guessing me and you. Uh, I, uh, I'm,
0: I, I'm guessing you're not rich. Well, but no, but yeah, no one, yeah, no, one no average person that goes to the movie says, "Oh, I'm so upset that Al Pacino played a, a Latin guy." Who cares? <laughs> and yeah, if we, no, if we no, applied this through movie history, some of the greatest performances in history would not be there. Al Pacino would not have been Scarface. Julio uh, Martinez would have been Scarface. It's ridiculous. It's called acting. So it's, it's make-believe.
4: Just, yeah, because rich people don't actually have any real problems, so they have to make up problems for themselves.
0: That's because a very good – well, so That's why I kept DC John, like, man. You yeah. have some great things to say. Sometimes you say – the. Smartest thing. Sometimes incredibly dumb. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. But no, you're right. This, they have, It's like they have nothing better to do. Yeah, they
4: have no problems that like uh, government can solve. You know. And, well, because and if they or, had real
0: uh, problems, there was less to be less time for them to, to make up fake problems, right?
4: If you yeah. have real problems,
0: you can't be. If you have real problems, you can't be bothered with sh- with shit like this. You can't be bothered yeah. with stuff like this. Yeah,
4: like like me and you. You know, we we have job issues, or, or we have issues paying the rent, or or we have you know issues. With healthcare, you know, actually like, like real problems, you know, just like I'm guessing most people uh, yeah. on Colin have, you know, these type of problems, you know, whether it's like uh, like uh, healthcare and housing issues, you know, yeah. and job issues, you know, we all have actual problems. But these people on, um, you know, on TV and, and movies and fashion and modeling or whatever, like a dove, they, they don't have actual problems. So they have to make up shit to make themselves feel better because well, they like... know inside
0: they're horrible people. But in, but that, but just the idea that, and, and look, this has been a marketing campaign. Fat is beautiful. It's not saying fat is beautiful is the exact same thing as saying drug addiction is beautiful. Alcohol, would they say that? Would they say drug addiction? Is that the next thing they're going to say? Drug addiction is beautiful. Alcoholism is beautiful. No, it's not being heavy obesity is not beautiful whether it's your own fault which it is 99 percent of the time or not thyroid there are things you can do to help yourself get better to lose weight to get healthier and this is all we saw what happened during covid no no talk about losing weight just get jabs jab your fat self 100 times don't lose don't lose 50 pounds jab yourself a million times oh it's absolutely maddening man it's maddening it really is
4: yeah uh oh, so uh, Mike, uh, what are your thoughts on the bank crash? The who? The bank ca- crash, uh, SVB. Oh, we've talked about that earlier. You know, I don't know.
0: Matt. You can't. I think. I think Daniel had a great point earlier when he said that people know the deal is two hundred fifty thousand dollars is the limit for FDIC. For, and that's it. If you put more than that in, you deserve to lose it. You know that's the deal. You can go to eighteen different banks if you're loaded and put two fifty in each bank. If you're going to put three million in the bank, then you deserve to lose the money that's over two fifty. And we should not be bailing these people out or giving them their money. Period. That's just the way it goes. But they are. I know they are. Of course they are. But then they'll double talk and say, "Well, they're not." They're, you know, it's old Biden double talk. We're not really we're bailing out the regular investor. We're not dealing out the venture capital. What's he talking about? He did. They're just lying. They're just, they just—they just lie as he always does. They're bailing everybody out. Those wealthy Roku had a uh, half a billion dollars. You don't think they're going to give him that money? Of course they are. Of course they are.
4: Yeah, yeah. Not, none of the rich people. Yeah, the because uh, rich people don't actually become poor. They
0: just uh, stayed rich in a different way. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. Absolutely. You know, so the fact of the matter is, is that you know the deal going in. You know the rules, man. You know anything over two fifty is not—you're going to lose it if something happens, right? It's not insured. So therefore, you play by the rules, and if it's over that m- money, you should lose it no matter what the deal is. and That's the way it goes. That's it. Once again, this bank mis- mismanaged money, but I think if you put more than two fifty in any one bank, you're mismanaging your own money. You're only doing it. Yeah. Because if you try and take a risk, right, you, wanna, you think the reward is greater than the risk. Well, the reward wasn't greater than the risk this time.
4: Yeah, and what you do banks always say? Banks always say you should diversify, man. You should diversify. Well, I, I guess all these tech companies didn't diversify. They didn't do, exactly. They didn't diversify. That's exactly. what is, is isn't that what financial advisors always say Mike cuz I'm 27, yeah. you know, so I'm younger than you, but I, I feel like I've heard that a million times
0: in my life okay, already. Say that louder. The guy next to you didn't hear how how much younger you are than me. Make sure you say it louder next time. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, uh, I, I, listen, I didn't listen, mean it like listen, that. Listen, you could be my son. You could be my son Karthik. I am Aren't you I am your father. <laughs> <laughs> but, Did you say you're like fifty
4: five or something? Fifty one.
0: He makes me uh, old.
4: Can you believe this guy? He makes me okay, old. Okay. Well, I said fifty two the second time. You can't give That's thumbs cool.
0: down on this thing. They just have a thumb up. Where's thumbs down? Is there a thumbs down?
4: There are thumbs I, down. I, I think there's a couple of symbols. There's. Isn't there all, like a, see, all they show
0: me is thumbs up. They want me to be positive. Okay. Yeah. Thumbs up for you. There's always a thumbs up for you. Um, but yeah, so no. It, it, once again, they know the rules going in, and you lose your money too bad. Look, the average Joe, 100%. the average Joe didn't have a half a million dollars, right? The average Joe didn't put a fucking million dollars in that bank, so it's not like the average person who's losing, who puts in five or ten grand, as Daniel pointed out, they're going to get their money; it's insured. So, one hundred percent. What's the problem? What's the problem? No,
4: and the thing is, because 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 we all know, let's say that like it's not going to happen, but like if well, my, who knows? Might, but let's say that like some other bank, like Bank of America or Citibank, whatever, they also fell under. They would also get bail out. So what I'm thinking is, what what the fuck is the point of, of this FDIC? Because because no matter what happens, that that the the bank is is going to be solvent. Right. It's not going to you know go out of business. At least in the most cases, you know, because because the banks own the government. Yes. So what is the point of having the FDIC if right. it's going to be fine no matter
0: what? Exactly, and by the way, uh, I, 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 don't, I don't mean to. Karthik, I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna wrap the show up. But th- thanks for the call. I appreciate it as always. Come in, come in more often. You're, you're Good welcome, talk,
4: Mike. You know, I'll try. You know, uh, I, I think like the last two weeks, I was trying to stay off calling because I'm on calling a lot. You know, in the other smaller rooms,
0: getting addicted. Um, Are you addicted? Are you addicted to calling?
4: Uh, in some ways, I was. Well, I'm trying to. Well, I, I, I just got back today after two weeks, so I'm trying not to be.
0: What the hell was that room that was on before mine? Did you, horror movies. Did you go into that room? What was that? No, no, no. I'm not on the Pangburn
4: rooms. I, I, I have a few friends on here oh, okay. that 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 I talk to mainly.
0: Yeah, um, I like horror movies. Actually they're getting better and better. I should have I should have gone on the room just to talk for a few minutes. Because I, I like I think horror movies are getting better and better than they used to be. You think you know? so? Oh, m- much better. Oh, God. You remember, we had that. There were a couple of good ones. We had the In fact, I just saw, I went to the Alamo Theater, which has some old movies, the Alamo Drafthouse, and they, they showed oh, okay. uh, Sleepaway Camp, which is like one of those, you know, Fire 13 sli- slasher films from 1983. And that was one of the better ones. And the main actress, the, who was a girl at the time, was there talking about it. But there were, you know, the 70s and 80s had a lot of these friggin' like slasher films, right? Yeah, I've Fire heard. Of. Rip offs. One after. And then, you know, I didn't get into that whole 90s thing of, what was it, like, you know, Saw and you know, the Hostel? And oh, all that yeah, conference. Saw
4: 6 is coming out this month, I think. Or uh, next
0: yeah, yeah, Scream 6 just came out, which I guess I'm supposed to see. But... Oh, is it
4: not Saw? Okay, sorry. my my, yeah, my, but,
0: my. But, you know, I think some are getting more and more creative now. I think the directing is getting better. I think the writing is getting better. I think they're telling real stories through the horror, you know, genre now, which is better. Than it used to be. It's, 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 I think it's. it's yeah, I'm, 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 I've been pretty impressed with most of the hard films I've seen over the last couple of years. So, uh, Conflict, are, are there, there any movies that you're excited well, go for? Go ahead, say again. Year? What was that? What did you
4: say? Last thing. Are there any movies you're excited for this year? Coming up, you mean? Yeah, uh, this year in theaters.
0: Uh, There's one I'm hopefully going to see this week, and I'll review Friday night called Inside with Willem Dafoe. I think I'm gonna. Oh, I saw the
4: trailer for that. Yes, yeah, so he's like stuck that.
0: in like he's stuck. He's a he's a he's a thief who goes into a gallery or something to yeah. steal it, and it closes in on him. He can't get out, and he has to stay in the gallery forever. And the heat goes up, and it gets very hot. And it's really very psychological. It looks like a psychological uh, 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 drama kind of a film. I love Willem Dafoe, though. I can, Willem Dafoe can do anything for two hours. Not watch him. Yeah, he, he seems
4: great. Uh, are Are there any other movies besides? Uh, there's
0: one that called. Uh, there's one coming out next month. Uh, called Bo is Afraid with um, Phoenix, Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, okay. From the director of uh, Hereditary and Midsommar. Uh, so I want to see that. So yeah, there's this few. I mean, the summer movies usually are, you know, big blockbuster stuff. But, you know, uh, uh, but believe me, anything I see, I will review on Friday night on this show. So you can always listen in and get my reviews.
4: Okay, so. good talk. Uh, <laughs> did you say about COVID earlier today? Say again? Did you say anything about uh, COVID, coronavirus?
0: Oh, are we still talking about that? No, no, here? I
4: thought you said anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah we I, talked, you know, the masking is never ending here, man. Uh, you know,
4: really? Wait, people, uh, are people, there still people mask mandates?
0: here? People will be wearing, I predict that in the year 2040, people will still be wearing masks in San Francisco at some point. Some people in some places okay. will be wearing masks. Uh, are, are there still mask mandates in the Bay Area? Just for the uh, doctors and nurses, if you go into, like, a doctor's office, yeah.
4: Uh, okay, yeah. Or, or a I hospital. Tough, Mike. I'll uh, see you later. All
0: right. Yeah. If you, yeah. Thanks, Karthik. I appreciate Good it. Good job. Yeah. You're, you're here in San Francisco. There's such, there's such um, lovely liberals. They love people. If you go into an ER and your spleen is exploding and you don't want to wear a mask, they say, oh, too bad. Go to the, hit, hit the street. Uh, okay. So uh, there's one more thing I wanted to cover. What was it? I'm losing my train of thought. I'm losing my. Oh, this whole idea once again of uh, uh, the whale. It's not a fat suit, by the way. These, that's how ignorant these idiots are. It won best makeup for a reason. It's not a fat suit, like a fat suit I'm wearing at a mall or something. It was incredibly well designed makeup. It was incredibly well designed makeup where you look at this guy, especially when he's naked. You do see him naked. You 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 have all these incredible emotions that overcome you. It's like sorrow, pity disgust and that's the way it's supposed to be because that's what morbid this is once again this is 600 pounds this is morbid obesity this isn't like a 40 pounds overweight you gotta hit the gym for a couple of months this is morbid obesity where you're so far gone you're not coming back that's the point it's the last week in the guy's life sorry i don't want to give everything away but it's kind of obvious in the beginning um his blood pressure by the way his blood pressure is like 220 over like 130 or something it's very sad but that's the whole point. It's supposed to be. This is what obesity morbid obesity is. This is what more and if the fat suit, if it was a fat suit it wouldn't have worked. It would look ridiculous and funny. This is not like what what do you call Austin Powers with Mike Myers as fat bastard. That's like a fat suit. It's supposed to be it's supposed to be ridiculous. This isn't ridiculous. This is incredibly good makeup designed by fucking professional artists. These people are so dumb. And believe me, 99% of the people who are criticizing the makeup in the movie never saw it. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. They didn't see it. So just shut up if you haven't seen it. Best movie of the year. All right. You know what? Do I want to get into this? Let's see. The Wall Street Journal article that the great Jennifer say. This is about masking. We fought for three years, and the COVID fearmongers lost, says Gabriel Bauer. Did they lose, Gabriel? Come to San Francisco, see if they lost. Okay. In most places, they lost. Florida revoking the news. Oh, you know what? I think I'll lead tomorrow. We'll do a cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. Tomorrow, I'm going to lead with the story about Newsom being under fire for failing to disclose personal ties to SVB. You know, while lobbying for the ballot, what a shock that he's corrupt, Newsom. I, I was blown over when I saw this. I thought he was such a great guy, on the level, only cared about people. To see this is so, so shocking. Uh, Another great story, um, in the New York Times, actually. But the New York Times wrote this not as a way to, not even as a way to. The New York Times shouldn't be praising anybody, but they wrote it as a criticism of Ron DeSantis. Uh, because Ron DeSantis, remember in that, in that, um, Tucker Carlson asked every candidate or potential candidate to come out and talk about their thoughts on Ukraine. And Ron DeSantis said, well, it shouldn't be our number one priority. We have priorities here at home. Um, it's really not something that we should be concentrating on now. We should be concentrating on what's going on here. And we're in a deficit here and we probably shouldn't be sending all this money, all these thousands of thousands. Oh my God. Could you, the left went crazy. The liberal left is such phonies. There's such a, these are the anti-war left who don't believe in wars, don't believe in incursions, don't believe in sending our military elsewhere. This is how, but they're so naive. Well, Mike, they're not sending the military, just money. These people are so dumb. But these are the people, these are the people who are supposedly anti-war, anti-interventionist, the left. And now they're the ones who are like, oh, how dare. The New York Times, right, it makes perfect sense. Their title makes perfect sense. That Ron DeSantis said Ukraine shouldn't be a—it's not a top priority for us. It shouldn't be a top priority. Oh my God! But they criticized it as though he was saying something wrong. The liberal left, including the liberal left media, like New York Times, supposedly the anti-war drum beaters back in the day, now are criticizing a Republican. A Republican. Everything is flip flopped people. The Democrats are supposed to be the free speech and Constitution and say what you want and live life and live and let live, say what you want, whatever it is, free speech. And now they're not. Now the right is. And the left was supposed to be anti-war. When I grew up, I was was told, I was told when I was growing up that the left were anti-war and the right, like Nixons, were pro-war. Although Nixon was really a leftist in many ways. But what happened? Everything is flip-flopped. Everything is turned upside down. The world is turned upside down. So now the liberal left is criticizing a Republican for being anti-war. The anti, the party of anti-war. It's just—it's never ending. It's never ending. But as usual, Ron DeSantis is on the right side of everything, and he's on the right side of this also. He's on the right side of this also. And uh, basically, this is what the Repu- This is what they're. See- this is why all the candidates are other than. Other than the mr. establishment Republican uh, Mike Pence is talking this way now He's saying no no this has to end we have to end this. we can't keep doing this you can't have a blank check forever. you can't do this for you can't get this war going with blank check the law, the more money you give this guy Zelensky the longer this war is gonna go the more it enables him to keep it going as long as you keep the money coming It's like it's like feeding someone's addiction. It's like feeding someone's addiction, giving them money for their addiction. They're not going to stop. You keep on giving them money for their addiction to buy the drugs or the alcohol or the food if they're obese. They're not going to stop. So the Republicans, of course, most of them, other than Mike Pence, are seeing this changing of the political winds. And they're adjusting with this. And they're saying all the right things. And the New York Times, all of a sudden now, is the paper many will say they've always been the pro-war paper. They probably have in many ways. They're all, these, these journalists are such hypocrites. They're such hypocrites. They say one thing out of their mouth and the other thing out of their you-know-what. This is what the, it's just constant. But we'll talk more about the New York Times article um, criticizing Ron DeSantis for telling the truth. You'll see a lot of that. Uh, my prediction is you'll see a lot of that over the next year and a half. Like the New York Times, the Washington Post criticizing Ron DeSantis for telling the absolute truth and saying the right thing. You'll see it over and over again. over Just like, and I'll end on this, that I, I played the clip yesterday of Ron DeSantis saying, and I'm not in the cult of DeSantis, okay? I'm not in anyone's cult, but I do like the guy. I'm allowed to like someone. And he, uh, he had talked about how at the beginning of the pandemic, he had called Deborah Burks. I didn't realize it was Birx. I didn't listen close enough. It was Deborah Birx. I thought it was a local uh, health advisor. No, it was Deborah Burks. He called Deborah Burks and he said, this lockdown thing, this thing with lockdowns, and th- is this typical for this kind of thing? Have we seen it done before? Have we done it here before? Have other countries done it before? And she said, no, it's kind of an experiment. <laughs> and right away he said, this is wrong. We're not doing this. The American people are not guinea pigs. This is a constitutional republic. If there's no proof this works or evidence this has worked before, I'm not doing it. Remember, at the same time, uh, Donald J. Trump was saying, uh, I, I listened to Trump and I, I was overwhelmed. They, they were uh, they were all saying, I didn't know. Uh, so why is it that Ron DeSantis and John Ziegler on Twitter pointed this out? In a normal world, this would be, once again, totally disqualifying for Donald Trump. Why was the president so confused by all this? And he went with bad advice when Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, knew it was bad advice. Maybe one guy knows what's right and one guy doesn't. How about that? Okay. There'll be more. There'll be more. So tomorrow I will definitely talk. I have a bunch of stories to get to. Um if there's any last callers, if anybody wants to call in and say anything before I close up shop, you're 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 welcome. Um but if not, um we'll probably just uh, wrap it up because we've covered a lot today. Who called so far? Who called today? Daniel called and and, and Karthik called and uh who else called? Domestic called. Um and so I want to thank all the callers and everyone who is listening, who listened today. Um, and I do want to remind everybody that uh, the name of the show is And Let's Be Heard. And it airs weeknights, 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern Time. And that means that I'll be with you again tomorrow night. Same time, same bat time, same bat channel. But, but, but until then, this is Mike Cachopoli reminding you that your influence counts. Use it.